Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Mental, mental Health Monday! Hey, thanks for checking out another Rigs Off the Radio podcast. It's another Mental Health Monday, a mental health podcast targeted towards men, because men are terrible at talking about their feelings. And this week, there's something directly for the men. Obviously, anybody can listen. Anybody can get something out of Mental Health Monday. But I'm talking to the men specifically this week. Two websites targeted towards men and their mental health. One is called headsupguys.org based out of British Columbia, Canada. The other is mantherapy.org, based out of Colorado, Denver. There's a lot of reasons why men don't talk about their mental health. Men just ask for help differently. Men are much more likely to accept help when there's a chance of reciprocity, and that means when they perceive an opportunity to help the other person in return. This deflects the natural male feelings of weakness that are associated with asking for help. Men are also fixers. I've talked about this before. Men try to fix things. They want an immediate fix. We don't like the process. Ah, I gotta go every week and talk to somebody? I gotta take this medication every day? This is awful. It's alright to talk to somebody. And it's okay to take medication. It doesn't make you any weaker. Hey, if you had liver problems, would you take medication? If you had heart issues, would you take medication? medication for your heart? Why wouldn't you take medication to help your brain if your brain was sick? It just makes sense. Men can also express mental health problems differently, which leads to miss or underdiagnosis because men like to downplay things. I'm not really that sad. I'm not really that anxious all the time. I mean, a little bit, but guys downplay everything. Don't do it. Just be honest and open about how you're feeling. Another reason men don't talk about mental health is because awareness strategies are not targeted well towards men, and that's where these two websites come in today. First off, we'll talk about a website called mantherapy.org. Their spokesperson is a Dr. Rich Mahogany who says stuff like this. Most men think they shouldn't share their feelings, emotions, and personal problems with other men. They're afraid of being made fun of or referred to as a curly man by their friends. Now, there are a lot of things a man should never do, like slap fighting, pony riding, manscaping, skipping, breaking a sweat on an elliptical machine, and of course, referring to runs in baseball as points. But being open and honest about your life and your problems with your friends and relatives That is one of the least unmanly things a man can do. So, share away, gentlemen. I'm Dr. Rich Mahogany. 
This is Man Therapy. Go ahead and check it out while you're listening to the podcast. So let's bring to Mental Health Monday, Jared Hindman. He's the Deputy Chief of Violence and Injury Prevention for Mental Health Promotion Branch in Denver, Colorado. It's a mouthful. But Jared, what do you actually do? Now, you work for the state of Colorado, right? I, yep, work for the state of Colorado. For 10 years of my career here, I directed the Colorado Office of Suicide Prevention, and I've just shifted in position. Um, so now I'm the deputy chief of the branch that that office is housed in, and so we built Man Therapy. Um, Kind of at the beginning of, started talking about it at the beginning of when I took over the state's Office of Suicide Prevention. So this has been for about 10 years in the making, 10 years since the inception. Yeah, yeah we didn't, we launched, it took us a few years to get, you know, research done and to find funding to launch the website, but we really started talking about it right around 2007 or 2008. Is there a reason that you decided to start a man therapy website? There is, yeah. So right when I started as the director of the Office of Suicide Prevention, I had this little tiny pot of funds from an annual fundraiser uh, that took place in Denver, and it was discretionary. And so I, talking to my boss at the time, thought, you know, her, her direction to me was to, why don't you just fill a gap, find something and try to fill a gap with that extra funding. And looking at the data, it was very obvious, and it's still obvious today, that one of the major gaps we have in the field of suicide prevention is that the burden for suicide deaths are carried by men, and mostly men of a working age. And so we've classified that as ages men ages 25 to 64. Okay. And quite quite frankly, uh, before man therapy, there was essentially nothing specifically designed for men. And so I thought, hey, we, let's try and fill this. Let's, let's figure something out because we're, we are erring in not trying to do something with the group of people that, that accounts for the most suicides every year in Colorado. I'm glad that you thought of that. That was my same um, kind of brain process when I started this podcast, uh, Mental Health Monday. I capitalized the men and mental because I think that men are sometimes the worst at talking about, you know, feelings, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, bipolar disorder, all these. It, it affects men as much as it does women. And I think sometimes men get the feeling of, oh, that's anxiety. Just chicks can get anxiety. I don't have anxiety. You do. (laughs) Absolutely. That's absolutely the angle we took. And and man therapy, because of that, has really morphed from a suicide prevention project to a broader men's mental health and wellness concept and project. All right. So man therapy has evolved from a suicide prevention website into now what exactly? You know, we we now consider it all-encompassing. We have three primary goals for man therapy. The first is to change social norms around how men think about their mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as you just described, to, to shift from, oh, uh, if I have anxiety, that 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 uh, makes me more chick-like, as you framed it. It uh, makes me weaker. If I, yeah, or I'm weak, or I'm not as, as good of a man as I should be if, based on how we've defined what masculinity means in our society. And so we really want to shift that to, from that frame to the frame of, hey, to be the best man that I can be, I need to be dialed in physically, mentally, spiritually. And so that means if I'm struggling with sleep or stress or anger or depression, I'm not quite the man I need to be. And so to, to be dialed in in all areas uh, is what makes me uh, a manly man. And so that's, that's the social norms piece. The second piece, and probably the most important piece initially for man therapy, is that we really want to empower men to take ownership of their mental health. And so not just to think that, okay, I believe in these social norms, but to actually take action. So if I am struggling with sleep or drinking too much or I'm feeling depressed or suicidal, that it's 
that that I have the capacity as a man to do something about it. Yeah. And then the third and the long-term goal for man therapy is really about what we would love to see eventually as a reduction in the suicide rate, particularly among working age men. But I, we know that's a long-term goal. That's a big shift to make. Well, that's like trying to change the 22 veterans a day that, that lose their lives from suicide. Yep, that's correct. It's a very difficult task. It's a task that we're up to and we feel really strongly about, but these initial steps we know have to come first. Let's talk about Dr. Rich Mahogany. He's the uh, the he's an actor, I guess, that works in out of uh, Denver. Yeah, he's a Denver-based actor. He actually lives up in the mountains now, running a, a bar and restaurant and theater. But yeah, we discovered him uh, at a Denver theater. Dr. Rich Mahogany, obviously not a real doctor, but he is like a cross between, I would say, Ron Burgundy portrayed by Will Ferrell in the Anchorman movies, and Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, played by Nick Offerman, both with fantastic mustaches, much like Dr. Rich Mahogany, right? Yeah, and we tried to, to take that tone, and that's, that's really through our, my primary partner on man therapy, which is an advertising agency in Denver called Cactus. They, they did a great job of finding uh, the actor that plays Dr. Rich Mahogany and writing his scripts and really framing it in, in a way that is engaging for, for visitors to the website. I think you guys frame it perfectly because it has the perfect amount of humor because you'll have an instance where he'll just sit down with a cooler and start gutting a fish on the website. <laughs> or it'll, yeah. And then you can get to the series point where I saw there was one aspect where you can take some sort of a, a test and he comes out with your results. And yeah. what do you do? I mean, you obviously want to be funny, but when there's something that's serious, how do you ha- carry the serious tone as well? Yeah, it was a really, uh, it was a challenge, particularly when we were developing this website because we took it from a suicide prevention starting place it was a it was a really big risk for me as a state employee and as a professional in suicide prevention and our my nonprofit partner who ran a Denver-based nonprofit to use humor in a suicide prevention website that that had never been done before and we knew it was a risk and so yeah. it was really the most important component of developing this website was to ensure that Dr. Mahogany took the proper level of levity and seriousness when the conversation gets serious. And so the most, the most critical point of that is when, when you complete the 20-point head inspection, it feeds one of three videos. The first video is, hey, everything seems to be going well. Keep up the great work. Nice mm-hmm. job, brother. The right. second one is, well, you seem to be doing okay, but there are a few areas where, where I think you could probably dig a little bit and, and make some improvements. Yeah. And the third one is like, hey, man, I'm worried about you. Uh, I think you need to address this right now. Here's here are resources where you can talk to somebody right this minute. And that video is the one where he takes a very serious tone. Um, yeah. And honestly, they they did a great job writing the script, and the actor did a great job of of performing it. The website's t- very well done. It's very vast. I mean, where, what are your plans to go from here? I mean, I've, you've you've covered so many. You covered anxiety, depression. There's divorce, addiction is all on there. Where do you guys plan to go with the next? Just kind of keep adding content. Yeah, honestly, we keep. Keep adding content or targeting specific parts of the website or specific um, advertising or collateral development for specific populations. So within the last year, for example, we have created some specific collateral for veterans and military populations. We also did specific collateral for first responders, so fire, police, and EMT. EMS providers. Mm-hmm. And the reason we add it, we, we add a specific content for those two specific populations is because those are high risk industries. Those are populations that are at an increased risk for suicide, as you mentioned earlier with veterans. 
most recently, we added specific content for primary care physicians. So we are trying to get primary care doctors to refer their male clients to man therapy. And the reason we did that is because the data tells us that men are more likely to go see their primary care doc when they're struggling with something, including emotional issues, than they are to go see a mental health professional. So right. we think they are a good connection. Okay. And so up next for us are industries like construction. I think that's probably where we want to go next because, again, that's another high-risk group. Heads Up Guys is another men's, men's mental health website that I've run across based out of British Columbia and Canada. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. That's another good one. Um, but yep. yours yep. and theirs are the only two that I've seen. Are there other, any other specifically men-targeted resources out there? You know, not that it's a resource necessarily, but I think it's raised awareness in a beautiful way is the Movember work. Uh, yes. Um, if you're familiar with Movember, they are a fundraising organization, but the marketing and the way they've done their approach is, is I love it because it's, it's similar to man therapy and that it really embraces that notion of manhood. Yeah. Um, the growing out the mustache the other, and the facial hair for the month. Yep. Yep. That's right. And then the only other thing I'll mention is that um, in 2013, after we launched man therapy, an organization in Australia uh, caught wind of our website, and we partnered with them, and they, they actually created an Australian version of man therapy. Did they really? Uh, yeah, and it went really strong for a couple of years, and quite frankly, I don't know if it's still active, but for a while, they did very extensive campaigning, and they had a good budget to advertise, um, and so they actually had great success in Australia getting the message out. Well, I saw Man Therapy, you guys did a whole campaign in Denver is what it looked like with billboards and with uh, Dr. Rich Mahogany and all of them. Is yep. that something else that you continue to do? It is, yeah. So our biggest challenge right now, quite frankly, is funding, and so we, when we have available funds, we will do whatever advertising we can and make adjustments and additions to the website. And so we have a 30-second TV spot that we did, we have several radio spots, there's billboards, there's there's uh, online banners, we have bus shelter ads, we have things like drink coasters and business cards and yeah. all kinds of fun stuff like that. Is there plans to bring this outside of Denver and put it in other larger metropolitan areas? Yep, absolutely. The cool thing about Man Therapy, of course, is it's available to anybody, and we've had visitors from all 50 states and from 50 or more countries across the world. We also have some states who have licensed Man Therapy for a small fee. What we do is we add specific content to the website that are resources that are specific for that state. So if it was and Wisconsin, we, you would do talking about cheese and beer and brats and yeah, grilling? And, we would, yeah, and we would give Wisconsin partners access to all of the collateral that we've developed over the years. Actually, for a couple of years, Wisconsin was a licensee um, through, I think it was NAMI Wisconsin who we partnered with. Okay. And they ran man therapy in a few counties. Wow. And for them, again, it was like, like for us, it was a funding challenge to keep it going. Yeah. Um, so can anybody donate to you guys, to your cause, to help it going? Is there a way that you continue to raise funds? Yep. There's a donate button on the website. Um, and then any, any state or city or county that would be interested in bringing man therapy, there's also contact information at the website. And we're always happy to, to do whatever we can to ensure that, that – we equip communities with the tools to implement it successfully. Awesome. Jared from mantherapy.org, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast today. Appreciate all that you do for uh, mental health and for men's mental health. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Again, you can check out the website, mantherapy.org. Man Therapy uses humor to get their point across to men because humor works best with men when talking about mental health, especially dark humor. There is another website dedicated to men's mental health that takes a more serious approach but still gets the point across. 
headsupguys.org. This is a website started in British Columbia, Canada. It's also been a great resource for men to get information about their mental health, specifically depression. So I talked to Josh Beharry, one of the founders and developers for headsupguys.org, my next guest for Mental Health Monday. What inspired you to help start headsupguys.org? The website was started actually after uh, a call for proposals from November. So they sent out yeah, a call uh, through November, Canada, actually. For mental health, men's mental health project. Oh, for the and November Foundation, where people grow out their mustaches during the month of November for men's health. Yeah. Which typically you think of men's health, you think of what prostate cancer, and you never uh, kind of mental health gets kind of shoved to the side. Yeah. Well, November um, they've added men's mental health for a little while now, but it's just starting to get more attention within their their campaigns now. Okay. Um, yeah. So they put out a call for proposals, and our project made a submission, and we actually we got the original funding grant. So that's how the project got started. Now, your background is in computers? Yeah, I have a bachelor's in computer science from from the University of British Columbia, which is where the website is actually based out of now. Right. You guys are based out of Canada. Um, yeah. How did you go from computers to have being kind of overseeing this men's mental health website for men with depression? Uh, well, near the end of my degree, I was doing like a co-op. I realized I didn't like where I was going necessarily. I didn't like programming that much. And then I started to have some problems with depression as well. So... When I was finishing off my degree, I started doing some volunteer work uh, for mental health groups on campus, and then I sort of switched to doing like web design uh, and social media. And then, yeah, I saw this position come up, and it was for managing like a mental health website. So it sort of merged both of my my interests, and that's how I got involved. Have you noticed a, an influx of guys that are reaching out since this website has been out there? Have uh, men reached out that haven't maybe looked for help in the past and they've found your website and thought, hey, this is great, now I'm looking for help? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like our website has done really well. We've had over, I just looked at the stats yesterday actually, we've had over 600,000 uh, visits since we launched with the self-check, which is like a modified depression screen tool. has been filled out. I think over 80,000 times 80,000 so, times they've filled that out? Yeah. And we know we're reaching our audience, too, because when we've looked at the scores, um, like, the average is, like, kind of, like, above what, uh, if you filled it out at a doctor's office, they would be, you'd be screening for depression. Yeah. You so, mentioned earlier yeah. that you struggled with depression in your college years. Um, yeah. What did you do to reach out for help when you were struggling with depression? Uh, well, for a long time, I didn't reach out for help. So right. That, Most guys don't, but what... Worse, actually. But yeah, uh, so for like a few months, I noticed like my mood was going up and down, uh, but I didn't really know what the hell was going on. So I just sort of kept on hiding things and pretending like hopefully, like pretending things were okay and hoping that I would just sort of figure things out on my own. But as my like symptoms got worse, I like, couldn't hide them anymore because I like wasn't sleeping at all in the evening and I was just like stressed out of my mind. Um, so at first I reached out um, through the university actually. Uh, through their counseling services. And I got like a, a same-day appointment there, which helped uh, me de-stress a little bit. But then I went to see my family doctor after that, and I ended up going uh, to like an outpatient clinic uh-huh. at, the, at the Vancouver Hospital here. So that's basically you just go like once a week for psychotherapy. Right. So I started doing that, and then I started on uh, antidepressants and... Uh, just making a whole lot of like lifestyle changes, like working on my sleep because, like I said, I hadn't been sleeping at all, and then my like appetite was like completely gone, so I hadn't been eating much and I've been like losing weight. I hadn't got got any exercise either, so uh, 
just starts slowly back with all those things. Why do you think that men are so reluctant to ask for help? I ask everybody this, and I'm just I'm curious to get your take on why you think men are so reluctant to to reach out. And you, like you said, you put you brush it off yourself. You brushed it aside. You thought you were okay. You thought you could handle it on your own. And a lot of guys do because they want to do that and they don't want to admit their weakness. What do you think the reason is? Well, I think there's a lot of yeah, like internal self stigma. So like I didn't want to reach out and ask for help because I thought like I should be able to figure this out on my own. Like I haven't dealt with. I don't know, like a health issue like this before that's sure. like not something you can sort of sort out, you know? Yeah. You know, like one solution. Or even if you figure out, like, oh, I'm dealing with depression, like the knowledge that you're dealing with depression is right. just like one step. It's not going to cure you. You know what I mean? Your website, um, headsupguys.org, it's, is it mostly centered towards guys with just depression? Uh, yeah, right now the website just focuses on men with depression. Which I like that uh, because there's so many different mental illnesses between anxiety and eating disorders and bipolar disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. I think it's cool that you focus just on depression. Yeah, well, we wanted to, like, we really wanted to make, like, a very, like, comprehensive resource. And, yeah, there's, like, already, like, a ton of information on our website just on depression. Is there a plan to expand the website or make other ones that, that focus on other things, like eating disorders or obsessive compulsion disorders or anxiety disorders? Uh, it's something we've talked about. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's in the plans quite yet. Something you've discussed, though. Yeah, it's something we've discussed. Um, well, go ahead and uh, mention the fundraiser that you guys are doing for this website, because I think it's a great website that men should visit and at least check out, and if they feel the need to, uh, what is the fun? can you explain what the fundraiser is for, what the money goes towards? Sure. So for the month of June and July, uh, a local family, uh, Vancouver business owners and philanthropists, have stepped up to match all donations up to $100,000. Wow. Every- so they'll match a $100,000 donation? If you want to make a, a wow. $100,000 donation, yeah. Wow. Uh, but well, we're not asking for $100,000 from one. Person. No, certainly not, but they would yeah. match it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they would match it up to 100000 So they've been great. We've met with them a few times. And What is this uh, family's uh, relationship with? Is it a, is it a relationship with mental health? Do they know someone that lost their life to suicide? What, what, how, why are they so passionate? They know someone who lost their life to suicide. Oh, they do? Okay. So it's uh, a personal connection for their family and something that they want to want to really make a difference in. So, yeah, we've met with them a few different times, and they're great, and they... Uh, yeah, are fully supportive of our group, and they're also helping to do some promotions to get the word out for the fundraiser as well, so they really want to see it reach that $100,000. Sure, and what does this money go towards that uh, you guys are raising? What are you using the funds for? Uh, the funds basically go to extending the life of the website uh, and also allowing us to reach out more. So our original grant from November uh, ran out last year, so as of now, we just ex- uh, exist on... Uh, public donations. So there's like basic funding just to allow the website to keep going on. Uh, but there's also, like we said, uh, our website is based in Canada, but mostly right now we've had, most of our visitors are from Canada, the UK, the US, and Australia. Okay. Uh, so like major English-speaking countries. But we also want to expand to other uh, major English-speaking countries. So we've had like visitors from uh, India, Pakistan, Philippines, wow. or a few other nations, well, South Africa as well. So we want to reach out to those groups a bit, or those areas a bit more as well. Josh Beharry from HeadsUpGuys.org is the website. It's a uh, men's mental health website for guys with depression. I encourage you to check it out. I encourage you to ask for help if you feel like you're struggling with depression. Because there's always somebody listening, and I think this website is a great place to get some information. You can troubleshoot your own depression and see how severe or non-severe it is, and we can give you resources for where you can find help. Josh, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Ray. Thanks yeah, I appreciate what you guys are doing for men and mental health. Uh, I think it's a great thing, so keep it up. Well, it. 
Omega. Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. Uh, as always, you can reach out if you ever wanted to share your story on Mental Health Monday. You have an idea for a topic or a suggestion. Please, rigsradio.me is the name of the website. You can go there. You can message me from there, email me, whatever. You can find me. Again, the website's mantherapy.org and headsupguys.org. Two awesome mental health resources for men. Talk to you next week on another episode of Mental Health Monday. Have an awesome rest of your week, afternoon, day, morning, whatever you're doing. And remember, make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.